I'm doing good. How are all of our besties listening today? Welcome back to another episode of EFBF. We are excited that you guys joined us for another album review for one of our favorite artists of all time, SZA. Uh, and SZA, girl, the hottest girl in the world. <laughs> I cannot wait to dive in with Chloe. This is one of our favorite artists and one of our favorite albums that we love listening to. So I'm ready to dive in. Before we start, Kira, I just want to say one quick thing. You go for it, baby. I just want to say a huge thank you to any one of our listeners, all of you for listening. But more importantly, I want to thank those of you who have voted for our podcast and rated us because Spotify has officially rated us at a 4.6 star. And that is all thanks to you. That's all thanks to the listeners. And we are so thrilled about that. We are psyched and we appreciate every single one of you coming back every week, listening, even those of you who come back and listen to maybe an album that you don't know or the real talk, even though you don't watch Real Housewives, you guys make our day every time. This is what we do it for. And we are so thrilled to have that rating, babes. Woo! I know. I'm so excited. Like Chloe said, thank you so much to everyone who's rated us so far. And if you have not, this is the perfect time to go give us a five-star rating. And yes, thank you guys again. We're ready to hop on and give you guys another episode Let's do it. Garrett, tell me a little bit about SZA because I want to know. So a little bit about SZA. She was born on November 8th, 1989 in St. Louis, Missouri, but was raised in Maplewood, New Jersey. In the early 2000s, she dabbled in music and released her first two EPs before signing to the Top Dog Entertainment. And there, she released her third EP called Z in 2014. Then, three years later, in 2017, she released Control, her debut album. And this album was a hit, and it was the second longest charting R&B album by a woman in history on the U.S. Billboard charts. So that's I iconic. I chills. Yeah. I just this... got chills literally all over my body when you said that, because she fucking deserves it. She face. did that. Yeah, ah! she, she got her flowers. She really did what that. A queen. From her debut album. Like, that's unheard of so good for her and then after taking a five-year break between albums scissor released her second album sos late last year 2022 and she just finished the first part of her sos tour and she's about to embark on the second leg of that so we are super excited to dive into her debut album me and chloe like i said love her and this album and i'm sure one day we'll revisit and go over sos someday but we had to start with her roots and something that honestly made history and changed the way for r&b musicians not just that but this specific album like garrett already touched on a little bit just that's a really close personal feeling for us because we spent so many hours listening to this album together and I don't know about you, Garrett, but just since I've moved away and you're about to move away and everything, every song or every show or every little thing that can put me mentally back to Jared's house with the squad hanging out is like such a precious gift. And especially SZA, because we all know Jared loves SZA more than pretty much anything. I just, in my head, just picture Jared going, ah, let's play it. And then staring at her and being like, she's a fucking goddess. <laughs> Literally. Yes. That's so funny. It the makes song, me so happy. This album is very nostalgic. It has a lot of feelings and memories connected to it, which makes an album what it is to me. I love connecting memories to songs. So like you said, as soon as I hear some of some of these songs, it takes me back to even high school. Like even before we knew Jared, like some of these just <laughs> go way back and I'm excited to dive in and 
Guys, if you have never heard SZA, this is like, I'm jealous for you because this is a great first listen. She's a little bit of everything, and we'll kind of touch on that later on the podcast, but what what an artist that I would be honored to hear for the first time if I hadn't. Yeah, we would be more than honored to introduce you to SZA, and in case you aren't familiar and you want to go search her, SZA is spelled S-Z-A, and you can find her anywhere. I mean, she is so huge now, and we would encourage you to go check out some music videos if you just have time because you need to see the goddess that she is. Yes. And before we get into it, I just want you guys to sort of have this, like, pre-knowledge, pre question pre-feeling before we get into this of I really want y'all to pay attention to the lyrics that we're diving into because this woman is a poet she's a lyricist beyond the gods like she is so talented and so smart and she really makes her songs extremely personal they're very very close to her heart and you can just feel that so before we get into it I just want you guys to sort of have that in your back pocket because I think it'll help you appreciate it even more I agree. Her lyrics are top-notch, and I cannot wait another second to hop in. So let's get into the first song, Supermodel, which what I, I love the title. Supermodel, that's like a bold title of a song. And then the way she starts this off with just a very basic guitar, starting off her first ever record with a song about a very like stripped-down version, just a little repeating the chords, and then her on top of it, rapping, yes. or speaking just facts. What's your initial like opinion, thoughts of this song, Chloe? So the first things first, on this album, I have two top songs, and now I love this whole album, but really, the first song and the last song that we're going to discuss today are like my two all-time favorite SZA songs. And Supermodel, just by the title, kind of like Garrett was saying, like, oh, what a fun title, the song is way heavier than you're going to think based off that title. It's not going to be like, what, Supermodel, like something like that, you know, like a RuPaul kind of vibe. It's not that. So this song, all in all, I will say this is one of the reasons why I wanted to mention the lyrics, because this is one of those songs where I think these lyrics are so wise and so insightful. And like Garrett said, I really like the intro of this song. SZA does this really cool thing with some of her music where she'll either layer um, samples or she'll have like a voice audio recording this is the one where it starts off with her mom speaking and like i said it's just that personal touch it instantly connects you to the story and one thing that makes it really interesting to me is because she has her mom in there and you know at one point she says thank you mommy that was beautiful it's for most of us not everybody i understand that but for most of us we have a mother and or a motherly figure a motherly connection and right off the bat that's just going to hit your heartstrings just to think about like all of the advice that your mom has given you. And for women, a lot of the time, maybe mom's advice might have something to do with either your looks or being careful about your looks or learning that you have more to do than your looks and different things like that. So I just think it's really, really interesting to get that perspective and to hear her mom's voice. It's just so sweet. And it, you can you can feel their relationship which makes it even more special. You can tell that they are very, very, very close and loving as mother and daughter. I love that. This is probably the most personal it's ever felt because it's her mother or grandmother speaking. So it's very sentimental. And it's also something I love that she's gonna be able to have this forever. You know, like in in like a hundred years from now, she can listen to this song and be like, oh my goodness, like I'm happy I did that. And it's it's so personal. And especially like we said, we're about to get into some of these lyrics. It really is touching. You know what it reminds me of Garrett? 
at the beginning of Young and Sad, Billy Ray calling Noah. Hey, bud, it's your old dad. Oh, Just my gosh. You ain't alone. It's that same feeling. And when I hear Billy Ray Cyrus calling Noah and saying, hey, bud, you know, keep keep a smile on your face. Everything's going to be fine. Like, my dad's not Southern. Billy Ray is not my dad. But still just hearing the sound of your daddy calling you and saying everything's going to be fine. That's not even my daddy. But it just gives you, like, such comfort. And it, yeah. it really brings a whole nother level to the song. And it's just beautiful. I wish more artists did this, honestly, because not to steal their ideas. but And I'm not saying either Noah or SZA, like, stole each other's idea for this. They're very different. But I wish more artists did this because I think it's such a special little addition to the song. If I was going to write a song, Garrett, my intro would be you saying, Hey, bud. <laughs> Hello. Smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning, when her mom does do the intro, her mom says, that is my greatest fear. That if, if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, it would be fatal. And so her mom is teaching her this need for control, this desire for control, thinking almost this like fear mongering that if you don't have control, you will die and everything will fall apart. And then we go into the song and it's like clearly she's feeling like she doesn't have control of this relationship or something. And the fact that she doesn't have that control, she's turning it all in on herself when really she could take control and walk out herself. Beautifully said. That's very interesting, Chloe, especially because I never put this together until right this second. The album's called Control, and she's like the first mm -hmm. thing that's said of the album's talking about control, and then the song kind of goes into that. So that's very interesting connecting those two. I think it's a theme throughout the album, and I think it's really interesting. It's actually not the only time that we've discussed this theme before, because some of our other female artists have also sort of had like this need for control or I mean I'm thinking back to like Miley yeah. a little bit with um Endless Summer Vacation it's not necessarily the exact same theme but there's sort of underlying tones there that are similar and it's like one thing that always kills me and I'm actually going through this with a personal friend in my life that you know too Garrett and we love her so much and she's going through a really hard time right now and I'm just like why why would you give someone else control in this relationship or whatever it is like don't don't think don't let yourself psych yourself out that all of the balls are in his court and that he has control because you have the power don't give him all of your power and I'm not saying that she is this is just the advice that I'm like reminding her of you know as a woman especially as a woman as a part of a minority group basically you cannot give all of your power away at any given moment I live with Mitchell we have a beautiful life we have a dog together, we have an apartment together, but if at any moment he ever did something that like fundamentally disagreed with me, I would pick pick up my shit and I would walk out because I'm never going to fully give my power away. You know, I I have to take care of me at the end of the day and that's the ultimate job that I have. And so it kills me, like, leave me lonely for prettier women. You know, I need too much attention for shit like that. All right, SZA, then go get the attention from someone else who's actually good for you and will give it to you. Exactly. It just yep. hurts. Like, we love this music and it's beautiful and having music with an emotional story or attachment like this, we love it and we eat it up, but it just hurts me as a woman to see so many other women going through these feelings. It's really hard because like we've discussed, we've got this common theme through many of our female artists. And for the female artists that we have covered thus far, and we will probably only ever cover, 
the artists that we truly believe in, that we look up to, that we, I mean, maybe even idolize. These are women that do incredible things, not just in their music, but in philanthropy and in their lives and in social justice and other things. And so to look up at some of these women and think like you are so strong in so many ways, you are a role model for hundreds and thousands of girls and not just girls, but people. And then to think that like somewhere in there, there's insecurity too. I mean, of course, nobody's perfect. And this is not me shaming or doubting, like doubting them for having these insecurities, but it's just hard to see that when it's like, you literally basically run the world in my eyes and here you are and you're actually just a normal person on the inside with feelings and emotions too. It's just kind of hard to grasp sometimes. It's weird, but also makes us feel like on the same level as them, which is nice. At yeah, some, at some relatable. Levels. Exactly. I think this song is a little bit of a toxic song, in my opinion. I think it's a good listen, but the, some of the things she's preaching about, and especially if we go into some of the lyrics, like, all they could say, we look like brother and sister, look so good together, but they're effing for real, and they was right. That's why I stay with you. The D was too good. It made me feel good. For temporary love. You was a temporary lover. So right there, she's kind of playing that game. You know, like she kind of knows what she's doing. She kind of knows mm-hmm. that it's toxic, but she knows she's going to get out what she wants. And I think she knows it's not good for her, but she's still going after it, you know? The dick was too good, and it made her feel good for that temporary love, even though she probably knew that that temporary love was going to be self-destructive in the end. Exactly. And. I just want to go back a little bit. So she says, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but she says, I'm writing this letter to to let you know that I'm really leaving. And no, I'm not keeping your shit. Heard you got some new homies, got some new hobbies, even a new hoe too. Maybe she can come help you. Maybe she can come lick you after we're done. What's done is done. I don't want nothing else to do with it. So like, that's good. You know, once we're done, I don't want anything else to do with it. But let me tell you a secret. I've been secretly banging your homeboy. While while you in Vegas all up on Valentine's Day, why am I so easy to forget like that? It can't be that easy for you to get like that. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, yes, I did, babes. So it's just like she is, she's, and I don't mean any disrespect to Susan this way, but it's almost like she's lowering herself to get on that same petty level to like shots fired you know to to just get back at him and jab at him like she's fucking his homeboy like babes why move on find a different group like none of these guys are gonna be good but it's like that's that's actually a really important lesson though to learn from this song is like when you're with people that are wrong for you and it's a toxic relationship and it is that temporary love you are lowering lowering yourself for that and you will end up doing things that are petty and out of character and childish because you are not in the the space that you're supposed to be in you know you're going from up here on the ladder down here and now you're not acting like yourself because you're not meant to be down here with these other people and i'm not saying like in a class sort of way but i'm saying in like you're more emotionally mature you're more respectful you are more ready for love and a real relationship you're grown up and these people are not so move on because you're lowering yourself for that you're growing down for them and don't ever do that you know that's true and then after what you just read it goes into the chorus of asking like i don't i have to be your i need your permission to be a supermodel so it all kind of like contradicts itself a little bit you know but it's so good i mean the lyrics as you guys just heard and once and once you listen to it you'll kind of like feel the vibe of it it's very like acoustic but then at the end it kind of gets some more instrumentals in it but overall a great way to introduce your debut album like what a song Mm -hmm. 
Chef's Kiss and everyone so go good. listen right now. Like there's so much emotion in there. There's like sadness. There's anger. There's like pettiness. And then there's also a little bit of like revenge. You exactly. Know? <laughs> it's I love so that. good. Okay, should we talk about Love Galore? So Love Galore, it was very popular mainstream. It was a mainstream song. So this song is featuring Travis Scott. And I will say in 2017, this was my favorite, but over time, it's become my least favorite. Not least favorite, but okay. one of the one of the bottoms, just because it doesn't get as deep as I want it to. Some of these lyrics do go deep, but I'm not a big fan of Travis Scott, if I'm being 100%. Yeah. The auto-tune really doesn't do it for me. No shade. Yeah, Chloe, what are your opinions on this <laughs> Okay, so... I mean, I still really like this song. So this song, we get a little bit more of that, like, layered music. Some of these, like, like in- interesting vocal runs. And she's like, you know, I need, I need love. Long as we got love. Long as we got love. That's all I need. And I will say before we get into this, this song is explicit. And there are some words in the song that I will and have never used and never will. So I'm not going to touch on that. But I'm just going to replace that word with dudes, and you guys can understand what I'm talking about. So she says, I'm done with these dudes. I don't love these dudes. I dust off these dudes, and I do it for fun. Don't take it personal, because personally, I'm surprised you called me after the things I said. Skirt, skirt on these dudes. Skirt down, you acting like me, acting like we wasn't more than a summer fling. I said farewell. You took it well promise this is my favorite line of the whole song she says promise i won't cry over spilled milk give me a paper towel give me another volume give me another hour or two hour with you why you bother me when you know you don't want me so that's kind of all i'm going to read as far as lyrics but right there it tells you quite a lot of the story and again it's like she's back with some guy that is just not good enough for her that's just not giving her what she needs and you know it sounds to me like Siza is at a point where she's ready for an actual meaningful relationship, but maybe not. Maybe the reason why she keeps fucking with these kinds of guys that are just no good is because something's going on with her where she's actually not ready to fully commit. And so she's choosing these bad choices intentionally, um, which I've seen in a lot of people. You know, I've seen a lot of self-destructive behavior in that way before. So I just think it's interesting. You know, she's done with these guys. She's going to dust them off and she does it for fun. But does she actually? Um, but, does she actually dust them off? <laughs> That's the thing That's right there. That's my question. You know? Yeah, yeah. She does that a lot. References dudes that she likes, but are they necessarily good for you, SZA? Like, is it benefiting you any? Is it? Are you just having fun with it? Because if it is for fun, just like use them and abuse them. Like they're doing you. But I feel like yeah. some emotions are attached, especially when we get to some other songs. Yep. It hurts. And one thing I do love about SZA, she's honest. She calls herself out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting to me that in this first. Um, this first little bit here, she's saying like, I dust off these guys. Don't take it personal. I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. And then you jump down and she's like, I know, know you know me better. No, I, or sorry. No, no, you know, better know your crew better than you do. Call me looking for ya. I'll be looking for ya. Got me looking forward to the weekends with you, baby. So it's like, we do whatever we want. We go wherever we want. We love however we want. It don't matter. You do whatever I want. Get whatever I want. Get whatever I need. It's about love. And it's like, I don't think it is about love. Me neither. <laughs> I think it's about lust. There it is. Yep. 
-hmm. Very much that. And so I feel like the song actually interesting, like it's called Love Galore, but I feel like she's tricking herself and it's really lust galore. Mm. And she's just sort of tricking herself into thinking it's love, maybe to make herself feel better. Like it's it's kind of that thing too, like, you know, I already mentioned I've been cheated on before, so it's like I look back on that time sometimes and I'm like I was really in love with that person and it was really hard for me to experience that, but they must not have been really in love with me. And then it's kind of, you go back on those times and you're like, was I in love? Was I in lust? Cause how could I be in love with someone who could do that with to me, who could do something like that? But it really is such a true thing that you can be head over heels in love with someone who is really just fucking around with you. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know. And sometimes love can blind you so much from that. Like you are not even seeing the reality. And so that's, you know, a lesson that I've learned throughout my life that I am only saying now because any of our listeners could take this and hopefully hold on to it later in life. If you are ever with someone in any kind of a relationship, love relationship, and everyone in your corner, your family, your friends, if any one of those people are saying like, hold on, this doesn't feel right. I don't know that this is the right connection. Like I would be wary. I have had to teach myself and it's a really hard lesson, but I've had to teach myself to always listen to my friends and family above my feelings in those moments because I think about it and I'm like, you know, if Garrett were to come to me and be like, Chloe, I think you need to break up with your boyfriend you know, this is not right. I need to sit there and really think about that because Garrett has been in my corner for a decade now. He loves me. And just like a parent, Garrett only wants what's best for me. Exactly. He only wants the love for me. He wants the best for me. He wants to see me flourish and thrive. And that's how all of your friends and family feel about you too. So it's like you really have to listen to those people because they are looking out for your best interests when sometimes feelings and love and lust and sex can get in the way and really cloud your judgment but it's not clouding their judgment that's so you got to listen to those you got to listen to those people and what they have to say because they're not in the same fog that you're in yeah love and is blind seeing things <laughs> love is blind and they're seeing things that you might not be seeing and it's so easy to look at them and be like you don't, you just don't get it you don't understand you're not there when it's just me and him or just me and her or me and them, whatever, you don't, you don't know the actual relationship that we have. It's like, no babes, but I know the relationship that we have. And I know that this is changing you or affecting you. I can see that it's hurting you. And please, in those times, try to listen to your loved ones because they, like I said, like I've been saying, they want what's best for you. And sometimes those significant others don't. That's true. Yeah. That's a valid point. Very, very true. And I think that goes into the song, like exactly what you said, Like you just have to know that the people in your corner are wanting best for you. And you just have to kind of get out of that. Love is blind. Like love blinds you sometimes. Like there could be red flags right in front of your face and you ignore them just because you don't want to believe it. You're in denial. Mm -hmm. Like, so I totally exactly. get that. It's true. You got to listen to people around you because they want the best for you. They know you there. And you're the people you hang around with most. Like I'm a little mm -hmm. bit like Chloe. I'm a little bit like Jenna, Jared. It's like, who makes you who you are? So they, like Chloe said, trust them and we all want the best for you. So yeah, yes. love that. So at the end of the song, we get another little soundbite from SZA's grandmother, Norma Rowe. And she says, and this is like so perfect for what I've just been saying. It really all ties in. Her grandmama says, but see Solana, if you don't say something, speak up for yourself. 
then they think you're stupid. You know what I'm saying? I love and it. And it's true. Like, I mean, it's, a, you know, a grandmama's going to tell it to you straight. She always will. But it's just so true. If you don't say something and speak up from yourself for yourself, they will take advantage of you. They will walk all over you. They will think you're stupid. And that's happened to me before. Again, going back to like the time I've been cheated on. He 100% was looking at me being like, you're so stupid because you're not even going to like speak up for yourself or do anything until the time where I just walk away. And that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. But grandma is so right here. If you don't say something and speak up for yourself, then they will take advantage of that and they will walk all over you. And that goes with relationships, with friendships, with bosses, with any other person in the world. If anyone ever says something or does something that doesn't agree with you and you don't speak up for yourself, then what are you doing? Because you are the only person who can advocate for yourself sometimes. I love that. I love. See, this is the second time. Both songs, both of the sound bites she used, kind of are the more mature way she should be handling situations, which I think is very. Mm-hmm. I love that she used her mom and her grandmother for these because it's personal, but it's also she can relate to this more than anyone because it's her family. So I love that she's like going writing all these songs, but at the end she's like, you know what, Grandma knows best, and this is how you should handle the situation and <laughs> like learn from this. And what's interesting is we don't have any sound bites from maybe a dad or a grandpa or a brother anything else in this song and or in this album and I don't know anything about Sis's personal life I don't know if she has a present dad in her life if maybe he's never been in her life I have no idea if he's a good man a bad man but I'm seeing ties to her family matriarchy here and it's very clear that she looks up to these women that she respects these women and these these are the women who are here for her and it kind of goes into a deeper thing again it's like she she's not listening to the men in her life because maybe she just doesn't trust men in her life maybe she just doesn't have good experience with men in her life and we've all seen or known someone who has like quote unquote maybe daddy issues and then they make really bad choices with men and it's like it's sad because if you don't have a positive male role model sometimes you don't know what that what that level is that you need to look up to you know what kind of a man that you need like luckily I have a lot of really really powerful really important really good male influences in my life so I know how I'm supposed to be treated yeah and I know what it's supposed to look like but not everybody has that and so it's that's really difficult and sometimes I think those people who don't have that experience they probably look at maybe like tv shows movies where there are these really great men and they're probably like I don't fucking buy it You know, I don't think it's real because they don't have any personal experience, but it is real. There are really, really good men out there, but there are really, really bad men out there. And you just need to, I mean, same with anybody. I mean, women too, but you just need to respect yourself enough to get the love that you deserve, not the love that you think you deserve. If she did have an absent father, that would make sense about a lot of this, like wanting these men that probably aren't the best for her, but Luckily, she has these amazing women that she can look up to that can kind of guide her to the right path. Now, moving on from Love Galore, I want to touch on Doves in the Wind featuring Kendrick Lamar. Now, this song, in my opinion, is all about the power of vagina. She says, real dudes do not deserve vagina. Meaning, No, Garrett. (laughs) Real dudes do not deserve pussy. (laughs) Meaning, it's more you see right through walls ain't talking about pussy. Meaning, you deserve the whole box of chocolate. Come with me. 
Forrest Gump had a lot going for him, never without pussy. You know, Jenny almost gave it all up for him, never even pushed for the pussy. But where is Forrest now when you need him? Talk to me. Talk to me. So I just think she's going to the wrong kinds of guys, the wrong kinds of men. Like, a good life lesson here for any of our listeners. If you're with someone who is only initially only interested in you sexually or for your body or for physical reasons, that's not good enough. You That will never give you a fully rounded, like healthy relationship because it should always start with friendship or connection or like a mental connection first or else like, I just don't think it can be lasting. I agree. I don't think this is, <laughs> if this is the first interaction or like this, you build your relationship off of, him like worshiping you sexually or like your body or whatever that's not a lasting or healthy relationship point blank period that part should come later yes like of course of course he should be worshiping you and the ground you walk up walk on and all of that stuff and your body and everything that you have to offer him and he should be viewing that like he should be viewing your body as a temple more than, than you do you know but that comes later because before he's valuing your body as a temple, he needs to value you and your mind and your personality and your soul as a temple right off the bat, right off the bat, easy done and done. Now I want to say Kendrick Lamar's part in here. I don't think it added anything, no shade to him. I, me and Chloe both are kind of girls that are just pure, just one artist. We don't really like our features. And I have to stay for this song. I think she could have done without Kendrick Lamar. Now, no shade to Kendrick. I like some of his songs. But especially when we're talking about Vagina. <laughs> I think that, I think uh, SZA could have done it herself. But I don't think it took away from the song. I'm just saying I think I would go back to the song more often if it was just SZA. What is, what is your opinion on that? I agree with you. And I almost even wonder, like, I, like Garrett said, we really are kind of purists. And we like to just hear the artists that we're trying to listen to a lot of the time. But I'm also almost wondering, what if she had gotten a female rapper to come in and work with her on this song? Like, maybe it would hit a little bit more. It's interesting that this album has so many underlying tones about men and not necessarily good men. And then she's featuring a lot of men. And I'm not saying that Kendrick Lamar or Travis Scott are not good men. We're not even going to get into that. It's just interesting to me that she would still choose men to be on this album. It's like, why are you even giving them that opportunity? Why are you even giving them a platform? That's you know? true. But it's, I don't know. Maybe she's, maybe it's actually like an inside pettiness and she's like, here, come on this song and sing with me, even though I'm talking about shit men. <laughs> I think the song, like I said, it's very direct. I think you can kind of get the vibe or the, the overall tone of the song from the first verse. You know what I mean? Like the whole yeah. theme. I will say in verse two, which is a Kendrick Lamar verse, he says... Guys will lose their mind for it. Wine for it, dine for it, pussy. Spend time for it, see no colored line for it, pussy. Double back handicap and go blind for it, pussy. Pussy got endless prisoners. Pussy always revenge in her. Like, it's just like, this is gross. This is a gross fucking way of thinking. I don't like this. Like, I'm not a huge fan of this song because I really don't agree with it and I don't like it. But that's just like... You're not supposed to just lose your mind for that. Like, if that's all you want, then literally go get, like, help a sex doll. <laughs> go get help. <laughs> like, 
Like you can walk into a sex store and just buy a little rubber vagina and take it home. And if that's what you want and need, if that's the only thing you care about, then do that because clearly you don't care about the woman attached to it. There is nothing, nothing about her or her mind or her intellect or her personality or her life or her story or her soul does anything for you then first of all, you've got some serious psychological issues yourself. You've got some serious stuff to work out for yourself. And if, you can, if you're if you only losing your mind for her pussy, then babes, just go get that little sex doll and like fuck a wall if you really want to because clearly you have no in- emotional intelligence whatsoever. I agree. I This song isn't one of my favorites, but she's in the list. We had to talk about her. But I want to move on, Chloe, to one of my <laughs> favorite songs off of the album. One, just because of the title, Drew Barrymore. What a title. And guys, before we get into this, if you go watch the music video for this song, Drew Barrymore made an appearance. So I just love that little fact. I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore, I also guys. love Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> well, maybe one day, Garrett, we should do a little episode about Drew because... She's got, um, this is a side note, but she's got such an interesting life story. She's such a strong woman, and I would honestly really enjoy just doing a deep dive on her. The same kind of a deep dive that we do for albums. I would love to talk about her for a whole episode because she is such a queen. I love her. But I totally agree. So this song, in my opinion, talks about the feeling of seeing your ex with someone new. She says, why is it so hard to accept the party is over? You came here with your new friends and her mom jeans and her new vans and she's perfect and I hate it. Oh, so glad you made it. I'm so happy you could come by. Somebody get the taco. Somebody spark the blunt. Let's start the narcos off of episode one. Bring the gin. Got the juice. Bring the sin. Got that too. Won't you shut up? You know you're my favorite. Am I? And then it goes into the chorus. But that right there. That says a lot. That says a lot right there. It says a lot. I just get the image of her sitting at a party chilling, right? And then the door opens with your ex. And then following him is his new girlfriend looking way better than you would have ever thought. Like, just like, she's actually like, Mm -hmm. how, like. Okay, like let me let me calm down. I'm at a party. Like, let me just try not to instantly hate her because I ain't her, you know. So, so let me get my taco so I can eat, and let me get my blunt so I can calm down and yeah, not freak out. And that's turn on Narcos so that we've got something to watch so that I don't have to talk to this bitch. Exactly, that's my vibe. What's your vibe from the song? I feel the same way, and you know what this really reminds me of every single time, Garrett, and I just can't get it out of my head. This reminds me of LP. And Shaken. Yep. Because LP's song Shaken, we're going to get into LP later on, but her song Shaken, it's like she's at the party, someone walks in the door, it's her ex with someone else on her arm, and now she's shaken to her core because she wasn't expecting that. And it's interesting because in Shaken by LP, she also kind of has the attitude of like, even though this is killing me, seeing with, seeing you with someone else, I'm still so glad you're here. I'm still, like, glad I got to see you. And that's just sad. It's, like, comes off a little desperate. Yeah. Like, that chapter's closed. Let's keep it closed. And that's mm-hmm. I, another thing I see in this um, album. Like, we're going back to a lot of past relationships that were not good. It's different if it was, like, a good, positive relationship. But a lot of these were toxic and were probably ended for the best, you know? It's also kind of interesting in both songs that it's, like... You know, it's different maybe if it's just your geographic area and there's just literally so few places to hang out that you're gonna bump into your ex. But it's interesting, like, 
breaking up with someone and then still saying staying in that same friend group still staying in that space i've never been able to do that same and like i have to leave that space because it only reminds me of the relationship reminds me of that person once i break up with someone i don't want to be around with around them i don't want to be friends with them it's over and the thing is too is i learned something really valuable from my dad and we've talked about it recently and it's like you know just because you have broken up with someone and that relationship is over and even if it ended in a really bad way that doesn't mean that you can't hold on to the good memories and just take what you and another thing my dad taught me and i actually really like this this has helped me cope through the years take what you want and leave the rest of your memories you know take the good parts and if you don't want to hold on to that bad trauma you know obviously don't repress it don't you know only do this if it's healthy and it works for you but take what you want and leave the rest there's no need for you to agonize over it for the rest of your life you're only hurting yourself and torturing yourself because i promise you that other person ain't thinking about it that's the thing and yeah. so yeah so it's just like you can break up with someone and it could even be in the most terrible way like think think of people who have marriages that end in like infidelity or something that doesn't mean that that whole marriage was worthless that doesn't mean that on your wedding day you weren't truly utterly in love with each other and even if he wasn't you can take what you want and keep the memories the way that you want them because in the end like it's just for you it's just to give you peace of mind to give you that wholeness and if that's what you need to do do it do you it know? I agree. Now, I want to talk on one of my favorite lyrics from this song. It says, I get so lonely, I forget what I'm worth. We get so lonely, we pretend that this works. I'm so ashamed of myself, think I need therapy. E. E. I'm sorry I'm not more attractive. I'm sorry I'm not more ladylike. I'm sorry I don't shave my legs at night. I'm sorry I'm not your baby mama. I'm sorry you got karma coming to you. Collect your soul, get it right. So right there, I get so lonely, I forget what I'm worth. That automatically, she's kind of confirming what we've been thinking. She, she's she gets, admitting to it. Exactly. She's like, mm -hmm. sometimes I don't have the confidence that I do stumble back in my old ways that are not good for me. And she can, she mm -hmm. points it out. And then she goes into saying sorry for stuff. Like, I'm sorry I'm not more attractive. Sorry I'm not more ladylike. Sorry I don't shave my legs at night. But... Why? Because she's lonely. So she's apologizing for things yeah. just to make that up for this. That she shouldn't be. Exactly. She's apologizing for things that she shouldn't be. And another really important line in that little verse, is it a verse or a chorus? Ver verse, I believe, yeah. Verse. Okay. I don't really know how it works. But one thing that I think is really important here is, and like this is a line that fucking speaks so much truth. It speaks volumes to so many people. We get so lonely, we pretend that it works. Mm -hmm. I know married couples that are doing this, you know, and it's like, no matter how lonely you are, it will always feel more lonely to be with someone that's not right. To be two lonely people together, you will always be better off on your own. You can feed your own soul. You can support yourself. You can be independent. Every single person on this planet can be independent. You just have to want it and you have to work for it. You know, and I even have like traits of codependency and it's a problem for me and it's something that I work on, but I really have to tell myself and remind myself like, you know, I'm with the love of my life right now, but if something were to ever happen, I will be okay. It will hurt. It will be terrible. It would be awful for a long time, but I will get through it and I will be okay. 
you know, and I hope that never has to happen. But you have to have that mentality because otherwise, again, you're giving all your power to somebody else. Yeah. And it's just not that that power imbalance will never be healthy and it'll never be lasting. And I think that's kind of what the song's about overall. I mean, I think the song kind of touches, touches on a lot of different themes and topics, but mm-hmm. I think it just got around the head. The song, I mean, obviously we know, just talking about the past five songs, we have a little toxicity in this album. So, I mean, it's just another one of these songs. But I think, like we said before, she's very aware, you know? Yeah, like, self-aware. Ima- imagine, I don't think I could ever write this song saying those things mm-hmm. about like she's like okay like i'm gonna let you guys know here's the tea like i can see this in myself i know i'm doing it but same <laughs> with supermodel she says some of those same things in supermodel and it's very raw and it's like you know i mean mitchell if you're listening what do you think about the fact that i don't shave my legs at night because i ain't never once thought about it in reference to you i'm just like i'm not gonna shave my legs i'm not gonna shave my legs you want to feel those prickly cactus legs go on ahead baby we're not going to talk about hairy legs when I'm in the room, babes, because I get the hairiest. <laughs> also, just, you know, I, I'm sorry I'm not more ladylike. I'm sorry I don't shave my legs at night. Um, why? Why, are you, why sorry? are you sorry for that? Because there is no standard that says that you need to do any of that for anyone else ever. Exactly. And the right person won't care. There it is. We're- like, not that they won't care, but, but that they'll accept you for who you are exactly it's not that they won't care but it's like it won't affect them in a negative way it won't be a problem because you're a freaking human being who cares if you have hair on your legs you know i mean obviously that's just a very minor line but it's it sticks out to me because i also like know girls like this who it's like they will wake up and put makeup on before their boyfriend sees them and they'll always stay shaved every single night. Even if they're getting the worst razor burn of their life, they're gonna do it every single night because they think that they need to hold up some sort of a standard. Like that they need to wear sexy little pajamas to bed every night. And it's like, babes, no, because I promise you, the nights where you're wearing that giant t-shirt and a big croissant bun on your head, those are the nights he's gonna think you're the sexiest. Like, true. it's just this whole mental thing. And a lot of that goes into society and TV and the beauty standards that we've been fed for our whole life. And you know what this really reminds me of? Total side note, but the whole like, I'm sorry, I don't shave my legs at night. All I can think about is that scene from Euphoria where Sydney Sweeney is like waking up at like three in the morning to do her whole routine and self-care. And she's shaving and she's doing her facials and she's like conditioning her hair and all this stuff. And then you see, is it Nate? Is that his name? Yeah. And then you see Nate just walk right past her in the hallway. He doesn't even notice every time. And it's like, what are you doing this all for? Because it's not for yourself. No. Mm -mm. See, we see confidence, girls. Come on, Tiza. We need to build that up. (laughs) And like, if you want to do all those things for yourself, that's different. That's self-care. But when it's for someone else, it's just not healthy not healthy at all no 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 so that's Drew Barrymore one of my favorites like I said super chill this is one of the songs when I was like in high school that I used to jam to all the time so I love that Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to get into the next song prom because this song I've been listening to a lot this year in particular because it gives me the feeling of like growing up as in I'm about to read the first verse and it goes into that it says Mm -hmm. fearing not growing up keeping me up at night am I doing enough Feel like I'm wasting time. Promise I get a little better as I get older. 
and you're so patient and sick of waiting, promise to do better. So right there, it just reminds me of growing up and like, am I doing enough? Is this, am I doing things right? Cause you, there's not really a guide to how to live your life when you're growing up, like especially after high school, you don't really know what you're doing. So I feel like she's tapping into that a little bit here. And this is the first time I think she's actually thinking about herself and not another person in a song. You know, I feel like this is mm -hmm. probably the most personal where she's like, all right, let me like break it down my psyche without a guy. I'm like, let me get to myself. And she gets into some real stuff. Another one of my favorite things she does is she mentions the Wizard of Oz a little bit in here. She says, mm -hmm. to run and hide out somewhere so far away, hopping through poppy fields, dodging evil witches, these houses keep dropping everywhere. So right there, she's like in Kansas. She's not in Kansas anymore. She's away from home. Mm -hmm. She's alone she's trying to figure out different things like just think of the wizard of oz that storyline she's away from home trying to figure out how to get back so i think that's the whole storyline getting older and trying to figure out your life like this is a not easy everyone does it but still even though everyone around us has done it no one can tell you how to do it yourself because it's different for everyone yeah and it's so stressful and i'm so happy that she wrote a song like this because like i said I just graduated college, so when I was like about to graduate, this song was on repeat for me. Well, I love right before the line that you just discussed, I love, I forget my future, never pull out, shame, shame on me. Baby, the money will make it easier for me to run and hide out somewhere so far away. And I think that's interesting too, because it kind of reminds me of like myself and maybe Garrett too, like living in a small town and all we ever dream about is getting away and going so far away. And we all sort of have the mindset like, well, I, once I get money, I'm going to do that. And money will make it easier for me to do that. But the thing is, is money might make it possible for you to do that, but it's not going to make it easier. Like still getting away from that and like releasing all of that stuff, that's got nothing to do with money and everything to do with your mental perspective and yeah. like where you stand mentally. And you're, you could literally get 10,000 miles away from your problems, but babes, they're going to follow you you there. Exactly. And you're still going to be dealing with it. And it, and you're still going to have it in your head. And in these modern days, I mean, you've got it all on your phone right there constantly bothering you no matter where you are. So it's interesting that she has this like desire to run away because I just don't think that ever really works for anybody. I don't think it ever really happens. Your problems will find you. You, you know, it's like a common phrase. You can't run away from your problems. You yeah. just can't. You have to confront them. You have to work through them. The only way out is through. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, you know, even if you do run away and it's not the same problem, those problems will repeat themselves elsewhere because you haven't confronted the issue with yourself. You haven't really looked into why these problems are happening. So they're just going to continue to repeat and continue that cycle again and again, whether it be with different people or what you're just if you don't look into those things within yourself you're never gonna heal and grow i agree 100 percent. that's a nice like break from all the things that we've been going through and kind of she touched on a different topic which i appreciate and enjoy she does also continue though she says in this song please don't take it personal and she she says that in other songs too it's like she's got this real issue with how other people are going to take things or please don't take this personal it's like babes you're not responsible for their feelings you're responsible for your own feelings and your own actions so maybe they should take it personal because maybe it's a personal problem for them maybe yeah. they, per they maybe they need to change their personality a little bit babes exactly maybe you need to give them a wake-up call and be like, look in the mirror babes you're the ones that need to change and not me 
So. And if it's hitting you and hurting you personally, then they should take it personally too. Exactly. And if they're not, then there's a problem. Now, I'm not going to lie. The next song we get into, The weekend, I'm disappointed in SZA. SZA, this is where you got a little bad. I'm going to smack you on the hand because I you... Know. Became a side chick. This is a side chick anthem about being the girl that the husband or boyfriend sneaks away to on the weekends. And you're just like the side piece and you're okay with it. And you love just like getting in when you can. And I don't like that. This is that like, this is the first song I ever heard the weekend. And I was like, what in the world is this girl talking about? Stealing someone's man, like girl. And especially after we just covered the last six songs in order and now we're at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm I disappointed. I can never. Girl, she says, you say you got a girl. Yeah, how you want me? How you want me when you got a girl? Like, that. as soon as he says he has a girl, you should cut it off. Don't be asking these questions. Leave, you know? This is a pond you should not be messing with. Or uh, nothing. Exactly. Don't dive into that pond, baby, because it's toxic. (laughs) Exactly. She says, the feeling is reckless of knowing it's selfish and knowing I'm desperate, getting all of your love, falling all over love, like do it till it hurts less. Hanging out the back, all up in your lap, like is you coming home or is you out with her? I don't care as long as you're here by 1030, no later than drop them drawers and give me what I want. <laughs> that's so that's so gross. It's a, I'm sorry, but I don't support this song at all. I don't listen to this song. I don't vibe with it. Um, again, like... I've been cheated on, so I know how it feels from the other girl's perspective, and it ain't fucking fun, SZA. Literally. So, um, I think this is just, like, sad. <laughs> Super sad. Like, I, don't, I don't know how else to really say it, because if I ever found out that any single one of my friends was being a side chick, I'm sorry, but I feel like I would drop that friend, because it's yeah. like, whoa, you have lowered your character substantially. This is not, this does not align with me and what I want in my life. This does not align with my values. I can't. And if I ever found out that any of my friends was doing this, I would literally physically pull them aside and probably assault them and slap them in the face and be like, I'm about to get you what is that called like 5650 or something like I'm gonna get you (laughs) put into fucking mental help because like involuntary mental help because you are something's really wrong and you must be having a breakdown literally because who who the fuck are you to think that you're you don't deserve to be a main not even a main chick like I don't even like that phrasing like why what is it going on that you don't feel like you deserve love whole love wholehearted one-on-one relationship and it's also like if you want to fuck around with lots of guys that's fine but fuck around with single guys who are fucking around with other girls but all like low-key just slutty shit just don't (laughs) but don't be a side chick why would you want to do that that just lowers yourself so much i just ugh. and it shocks me when side chicks know that they're a side chick they're like oh yeah like you're with your girlfriend it's like come on never like i'm i'm just waiting for you like that's what surprises the hell out of me she says my man is my man is your man heard it's her man too my man is my man is your man heard it that's her man tuesday and wednesday thursday and friday i just keep him satisfied through the weekend you like him nine to five i'm the weekend make him lose his mind every weekend 
You take him Wednesday, Thursday, then just send him my way. I think I got it covered for the weekend. Like, Why would you ever want that? Like, I just literally cannot wrap my brain around it. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It like, really goes back to her saying the feeling is reckless of knowing it's selfish. Like, I think the people who are like this, they really just get the thrill from it and they have no... They don't care who they're hurting because they're hurt themselves on the inside. And hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And it's also just like, I don't know, it's so gross to me. Like, ooh, making it like it's a job and like Monday through Friday he's with you and then on the weekends, like, that's my shift. It's like, why would you, why would you even want that? Like, you're tossing him around. Why do you want to wait around for the weekend to only be able to do stuff with your mans and then like being like, oh, I can't text him on Tuesday because he's with her? And you know what else is a maybe no one ever told you this and like, this is a hot take. And if you're listening, I need you to know in case you've never heard when a man cheats, he cheats down because what it means is that the person he is actually with is out of his league and he knows that maybe they are too mentally strong for him maybe they're too intelligent maybe they're too like literally just too good of a catch and they know in their soul that they're not good enough for that girl so they're gonna go cheat down to someone who is easy and i don't necessarily mean easy as in like she's just gonna like open her legs for him but i mean easy as in you don't have to work for her he don't have to talk to her about deep stuff he just gets to sit around and fuck and it goes right back to doves in the wind so it goes right back to doves in the wind like the guy who's just trying to cheat like all he wants is pussy he doesn't want you he doesn't want your personality he doesn't care about you or else he wouldn't be doing any of this like he does not value you at all in any way i can promise it if you listening any single one of our listeners if you are in this situation i promise you whoever you're fucking does not give a flying shit about you they're using you. They're using you for your body. It's all chemistry, like sexual chemistry, maybe, but like it's just gross and dirty, and you ought to be ashamed. Ashamed? Like, no, this, like, I agree with everything you just said. This isn't one of my favorite songs at all, but it strikes me that this is one of her, like, most famous songs, especially from this album. After going through it, I'm like, well, it, it speaks to the demographic. Like, y'all, what the hell you doing, babes? Like, mm. I can't imagine letting myself be in a position where I'm like, yeah, I'm a side chick. Like, what the, what, the, what the fuck? You get one life and you're not going to be the main character in your own life? I can that never. baffles me. Baffles me, babes. baffles me. I am flabbergasted. We can never. We will never. It's like when she does say like, oh, it's, um, it's exciting. It's bad. Like it's selfish. That's, I think that's what these people do it for. It's, it's got way less to do with the person that they're having sex with and more to do with the feeling of like doing something wrong because people who cheat like this they're missing something in their life they're not fulfilled and so this like bad naughty sneaky feeling is the only thing in their life giving them a rush but it's temporary it's fake it's it's all just toxic bad ick moving on moving on okay guys so the next song we're gonna do is go gina and now go gina is a song that i've listened to many times but it's mostly in the background so i've never got the full depth meaning of this song so i want to dive in and kind of see if we could discover it together before we get into it chloe what are your initial opinions on this song before you go over and do that again i'm kind of with you here like this is one that i have not heard very much have not listened too much um it definitely doesn't like strike me and grab me the same way some of her other songs do 
But like you said, like, I think us discussing it and getting into the lyrics is going to really help me appreciate it in a different way. And that's one reason why I really love these deep dives is because after every single song that we have ever covered on a deep dive, I have way more perspective on it, way more appreciation for it. So I'm ready to get into it. I mean, again, like we've said a hundred times, she's so good with lyrics. So like, of course, it still is a work of art. It's just not one that I'm super um, familiar with. So and like everybody knows you always have those songs and albums like you have some that you listen to a lot more. You have some that you listen to less. So of course, this is just one of those songs that I listen to less, but I am so ready to get into it. And I think that this is a song where it's like she's kind of like trying to come well she says come clean but it's like she's trying to speak some truth here and be like really honest with herself i feel like i agree 100 percent agree so she starts the song with hey love i lost you babe picking up a penny with a press on is easier than holding you down damn Ooh, girls we know exactly <laughs> what that's like <laughs> she then goes can't be any harder than holding you up now to come clean i said to come clean is to come clean. <laughs> to be real is to be real. It's probably true what they say about me. Probably came from my inner circle. It usually comes it usually comes from your inner circle or lack thereof and I don't know who I can trust. I've been dropping out and I've been hanging out with my high friends and we too stoned to pay attention. Okay, like, I want to stop you there because there's so much to get into there. Like, so, damn. like, we already we already went back and talked about it. Like, I already told you, SZA, trust your real friends. Trust those people who have been there for years for you. And honestly, like, no shade to any new friends, but don't listen to your new friends about these things. Listen to your old friends who really know you and have seen you through the years and your trials and tribulations because new friends are going to be like, eh, do it, party, get wild, like, whatever, because they don't really know and care enough. Exactly. So you got to listen to those old friends. And I really want to talk about her saying, I've been hanging out with my high friends and we too stoned to pay attention now. That is disassociating. That is a, a technique that she's using to ignore her problems and to numb her pain and to just exist, basically, and just not deal with any of her problems. And honestly, like... I've been in that kind of place. Like, I know what that's like. And I know that no matter what, when that haze clears up and you sober up and everything is back to normal, those problems are waiting for you right there, like a FedEx package on the door. They are ready for you just the same, if not worse, as they were when you started trying to numb shit. Exactly. It doesn't work. It doesn't work with alcohol. It wouldn't work with drugs. Like, it's just you can't. You can't just block out your problems. Again, I said, you have to con confront it because the only way out of a problem is going through it, you know? Exactly. You really just have to do that. And that's part of maturity and part of growing up. And SZA is maybe not the most mature person out there. I'm not the most mature artist. She's already being a side chick. That's like the most immature thing I've ever heard. So it's like, you got a little bit of growing up to do here. I agree. And I want to touch on one link that I just read. It says, probably came from my inner circle it usually comes from your inner circle now that's interesting to me because are we talking about having two separate circles of friends like is his friends always talking shit about her or is she blurring the lines between her friends and his friends because kind of like you said it's hard for 
people to exit a relationship when you're still hanging out with friends from that relationship. You know what I mean? So yes, yes. I, this it does, keeps you in that same space. It holds you back from moving on and growing a hundred percent. Exactly. So I don't know. Cause then she says, or lack thereof. And I don't know who I can trust. So can she not trust her friends? Cause they're also his friends. So that mm-hmm. is always a messy, messy, slippery slope to handle. But yeah, it, it automatically sounds like these aren't the people you want to be around. So they're not, these aren't your friends. Yeah, period. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what else Garrett, like going off of what you just said, another major thing about that, if you're hanging around with, friends of your ex at that point and he, and they're your ex and those are his friends or her friends what will prohibit you from ever moving on is the constant knowledge of what that ex is up to and what they're doing like how are you supposed to move on when you're hearing someone else talk about oh so and so just went on a new date or so and so just fucked and it was like amazing or so and so just got a new job or so and so's about to move or got a dog or what the fuck ever it doesn't matter what the news is you don't need to be keeping up on your ex's news because you're not going to be moving on you're not going to be like fulfilling yourself and another huge thing I'm not saying that SZA has done this but this is just like another little piece of wisdom for all my little besties when you get when you go through a big breakup don't ever jump right into another relationship because it simply does not work. You need to give yourself time to not only heal, but to like become independent again. Remember what it's like to be independent and to realize I don't need anybody else. I am fulfilled by myself. Like, again, I've been saying it a hundred times, but like, obviously I don't think Mitchell and I are are ever going to break up. Like, honey, I'm waiting for that ring any day now. But if we ever did, it would be a long time before I ever even entertained the thought of somebody else because I would be like look I've been in a relationship for over three years I'm ready to find out what I want you know or what what me as a single person would want so that's another just a little piece of like advice for our besties is anytime that you go through a breakup and jump into something else you're not giving yourself the time to fully heal and recover you just simply aren't I agree. It never works out, like you said. That's never a good idea, jumping in to a relationship. Especially after a long relationship, never. It just never works. It's just, you need to heal and find out who you are on your own. Like Get your own identity back. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, because like RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen, sister. Amen, <laughs> Ru. And, you know, in that time of independence, it's not just like, I don't, you know, I don't want you to just be going to work, going home, watching your shows, going to bed, doing your normal routine. If you are in that fresh, new, independent stage after a breakup, that's when you should be trying new things, making new friends, not relationships, but making new friends, maybe traveling, maybe going out and doing concerts or doing things you haven't done, maybe trying a new creative thing like painting or writing or singing or whatever it might be. But that's the time to explore you. That's the time where you need to be dating you. and and giving yourself all the love and attention that you were giving to someone else. Turn that all onto yourself and you will heal. And if you're someone's side chick and they break up with their main chick and then they're like, let's be together, run for the fucking hills because they're gonna cheat on you in a heartbeat. It's not gonna last, it's not gonna be healthy. There's always gonna be the, the shame of the way that the relationship started. You never wanna get married and at the wedding be like, how did you guys meet? Oh. Um, Well, I was married to someone else, and um, we met at work, and we fell in love. Like, bullshit. What are you talking about? Basically, after the first verse, what I just read to you guys, it goes into 
the chorus over and over again and basically just says, damn Gina, damn Gina, them jeans, they must be uptight mama. You need some get right mama. Go Gina, go Gina, go get that get right mama. Go Gina, go Gina. And that's basically, it kind of just fades off into that and repeats itself and adds fun instrumentals on top of that. Yes. Yes. And she says, I mean, it's the same me. It's old me, you know, same shit. I've been on the low key grinding, learning on the low key shining, trying to keep to myself, but you bring me out of character every time again. And that's exactly what I was saying. Like when you are around those people that are supposed to be out of your life by now, every single time you see them or hear about them or talk about them or see a post or whatever, it's going to bring you right back to that place again. So babes. Block and unfollow, move town, Literally. get the hell out of there if you have to, because it's it will keep you stuck. And you are always, always in life supposed to be growing at every stage of your life. You should always be growing, working towards new goals. We have such a limited amount of time here. Like, what are you doing wasting time on somebody else and letting them control and take your power and control your mind and control your feelings? Like, it's just not worth it. And again, like I said, I promise you, they're not worrying about it. They're not thinking about it. They're not caring because they're probably not checking up on you. They've probably moved on. And if you have to tell yourself that to get through it, then tell yourself that. Even if they haven't, even if they're texting you being like, "Mm, babe, I still love you. Pretend that they're fucking somebody else and for your own good and just move on and drop it because it's just not good. Wow. This is why I love doing album reviews, because I would have never picked up that last line. I've listened to this song a million times, but but you bring me out of character every time again. I love that line, because if you're mm-hmm. acting out, if you're not being yourself around someone, something's not adding up. You need to get out of that environment, especially if they're making you in a negative way, not making you better. That's really self-aware, and I love that she saw this. She was able to put that mm-hmm. into words, and point out like I'm not myself from these people and this is calling herself out and that line really was interesting to me I never saw it before yes. so I love that yes as, as soon as I saw it I mean you guys don't see the video here but as soon as I saw it I did the rudest thing I literally put a finger up to Karen on the camera because I was like hold on I just found something we got to talk about this no, so good but it's so interesting and it's like to for anyone to bring you out of character like we all know what that feels like because even if you haven't had a a relationship a significant other a crush do that every single one of us has experienced a time in life where we've made a friend that wasn't the right friend for us and a lot of times your parents are this is when you're growing up so a lot of times your parents are going to be the ones to be like you know i don't think that's your friend or i don't think this is a good friendship i don't think this is healthy like i have had my parents look at me and be like the way that this person is acting towards you that is not your friend so you need to change the way you're thinking about this because they're not acting like a friend and it's really important to pay attention to how you act and how you feel when you're around those people whether it's a friend or a significant other even your family if you feel like you have to be around someone and change yourself or change your character then it's not good because i've never felt more me than when i'm with garrett or when i'm with my boyfriend and his family or with my family or some of my friends and that's what makes them those relationships so beautiful because garrett is the most his self i'm the most myself and then we truly genuinely ultimately appreciate and love each other for exactly who we are there is no hidden 
fees or hidden little things like in the in the paperwork there is no little extra thing that i look at and i'm like you know what i really don't like that about garrett because i know his whole person good and bad even though there's like what bad like let's be real (laughs) but i know each and every little part of him and i love it and it and because we know each other that well that's how i know that we're gonna last forever as friends because like I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I would take Garrett at his ugliest over some other friend that doesn't make me feel like I can be myself. No, I agree, and that's very important. You, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but friendships that are newer compared to longer ones, we get to see people for the nitty-gritty, not just like the pretty, the outside. You can see the inside, the, the ugly. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes relationships special and what builds them and makes them last longer and... All of that stuff. So I think that was very interesting from Sizzle's point of view, from being able to see people and know, like, all right, you're not right for me. This is like something's wrong and pulling them out of her life. So I love that mm-hmm. lyric. And after this verse, like I said, she just goes into Go Gina, Go Gina, like the title of the song, just adds instrumentals on top of it. But overall, it's a super simple song that like we said, and we this isn't a song that me and Chloe gravitate to the most. But after digging into this, I have to say, I. I'm ready to listen to it after this um, podcast and like, give too. a, a re-listen. <laughs> yes, and I have to say also, because like I, I guess I was a little harsh on SZA about the whole side chick thing, but ultimately, I am really thankful and appreciative as a fan and a listener of this album that she was willing to be so open and so raw. I mean, I know the whole side chick song, like you said, Garrett, a lot of people listen to it, so it must connect and relate to a lot of people and for her to I mean you said this too but for her to even put herself in this position and open herself up to so much criticism is really brave and if that's part of her healing process then props to her like amazing job well done and even though I don't agree with you being a side chick the song is still good like you're still an amazing artist exactly so it's really brave to open yourself up to this criticism and to other people's thoughts and opinions about you and it's not an easy thing to do and that shows that goes to her character exactly well i'm super happy that we get to dive into go gina and like learn a little bit more but i'm excited for the next song it's called garden in parentheses say it like that now this song reminds me of looking for approval needing someone and not thinking you're good enough alone so kind of back back to the themes that we've kind of been touching on throughout this album, but it's really interesting. The first part of the song, she says, need you for the old me, need you for my sanity, need you to remind me where I come from. So right there, she's already thinking she needs someone for all of these different to things. To ground like, her. Yeah, to ground her. Like she needs to be pulled back to earth. Like, can you remind me of my gravity? Ground me when I'm tumbling, spiraling, plummeting down to earth. You keep me down to earth. Call me on my bullshit. Lie to me and say my booty getting bigger even if it ain't. Love me even if it rain. Love me even if it pain you. I know I'd be difficult. You know I'd be difficult. You know I'd get difficult too. So right there, she's very aware of it, right? She's, she's aware of what she's doing, but... This is a longing of someone. Like, she needs this person mm-hmm. to pull her back down to earth. She's very dependent on people, I've noticed. She needs. I was just going to say, this screams codependency. Very much that. This whole Big song. Time. She's, I don't know if she, this is like, I'm guessing this is a past relationship that she's been in or with a, a fling or something that she's looking back on. She's like, I need to go back to this person because I cannot do it by myself. I'm not good enough alone. I need to be in a relationship with 
someone, maybe not this person, but I need someone that can ground me when I'm spiraling, tumbling. Like that right there was mm -hmm. very telling of the relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, that's really interesting. And like I said, you know, like I have tendencies of codependency and I have to work on that with myself because I don't want to be codependent, but it's naturally my repeated pattern with both friendships and significant others. I can become very codependent very quickly. And so as I grow up and as I'm learning and trying to become an independent woman and be able to take care of myself, I'm having to take very conscious steps to not be codependent. And while I completely, utterly understand every word of this first verse and I, I get it, I feel it, I've been there from my side of the perspective where I'm like really working on these things on myself, I see that this is like a dangerous pattern because you don't need anybody else to ground you when you're tumbling, spiraling, and plummeting. You need to learn how to do that for yourself because that person might not always be there. And then what are you going to do? You're just going to keep spiraling yeah. and just keep going. You know, you have to learn how to do this for yourself. And it's not easy. And she said, I know I, I'd be difficult. You know, I'd be difficult. You know, it get difficult too. You can have those people to support you, but they can't be your gravity. You know, like that's just too much. You're putting too much again. Like I've said this so many times, but you're giving someone else too much power. That's true. She is. She's giving someone like control of her life. Basically. Like if you just come back, I'll do whatever you want to satisfy you so I can keep you in my life. And that's not healthy yeah. in any way you look yeah. at it. That's not healthy. And then she says, this is the chorus, I believe. And I'm going to skip to the middle. And she says, because I love you just how you are. And I hope you never find out who I really am. Because you'll never love me. You'll never love me. You'll never love me. But I believe you when you say it like that. So right there, mm -hmm. that's, that's not good. If this guy finds out who you really are, he's not going to love you anymore. So you're making this whole facade just to keep a human being. A a false pretense. Like, and I'm, gu I'm guessing just a fling, just the sex that I'm at this point, yeah. if you're begging for him this much, like this isn't good at all, but it's not I, real, not real, not real at all. And, Especially, and it's, it's so crazy that that line comes up and that we're discussing it right after I said all of that about, you know, if you're not able to feel a hundred percent yourself around someone, then they're not the right people for your corner. And it's like, here we go. She just echoed what I just said, basically. And she is admitting to the fact that, I mean, I can't imagine, I truly can't imagine any kind of a relationship, whether it be a friendship or not, where I'm thinking in my head, I hope you never find out who I really am because you'll never love me. I mean, I'm a very open person. I'm an open book, obviously. You guys can tell that. But it's like, I can't put myself into those shoes because I would never enter any kind of friendship under false pretenses because I'm too smart for that. I know that it's never going to work out or go anywhere. Like... The truth always comes out, babe. Always. Exactly. You know? You can't hide from your it. True, your true colors will show at one point or another. Like, I don't know what it is that she thinks is unlovable, but whatever it is will come out at some point organically. And do you want to wait for that to happen for someone to be like, oh my God, you're not who you, you're not who I thought you were. Like, so fucking what? Be who you are and the right people will come. End exactly. of story. Yeah. Well, Guarded, as you can see, we touched back on some of these toxic themes, but I think the next song, Broken Clocks, we touch on something that I find really interesting. I think she's talking about like the how the day 
can be the same, you know? Like, how some people get in patterns and you're reliving the same day. And she says at the beginning, she starts with, with, run fast from my day job, running fast from the way it was, jump quick to a paycheck, running back to the strip club, I'm never going back, never going back, no, you can't make me, never going back, never going back, they'll never take me. So, right there, just think, it's interesting that, I don't know if she's ever worked at a strip club or not, I don't know at all, but right there, just talking about the reality, it kind of makes her feel like a human to me, because when I hear singers, they never talk about day jobs, you know, they never talk about working, because their job is singing, right, like, concerts, right. making music, so it's never on that level of, like, connecting, like, we, obviously, me, me and Chloe connect to our artists, but this is, like, a different level of, like, jumping quick to a paycheck, like, I've never heard of artists thinking they need a paycheck from a, especially a strip club. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of rare, yeah, to hear a singer talk about their life before being a star. Yeah. I think one one singer that does that a lot is Lana Del Rey. We learn, we hear a lot about what Lana's life was like before she hit the big time. But it's also interesting because we are obviously huge fans of Miley Cyrus, and it's like she. Her day job was being Hannah Montana, which was a huge, famous job. Like, it wasn't the same as this. She obviously, Miley worked extremely hard and she was working for that paycheck, babes. And, like, she was working harder than any of us at the age of like 10 or 11. But she wasn't like out there struggling for a paycheck on the streets as an adult, the way that this sounds like with SZA. And so it's very interesting to hear that. I agree with you. And, it's interesting talking about this song because like I've heard this song so many times but I've never really like thought about these things and like really dove into it this way so now I feel like the next time I go back and listen to it I'm gonna pick up on so much more I want to talk about another one of their lyrics it says gotta shift at 10 a.m. gotta dip at 10 p.m. gotta get that cash won't get past a lunch break I ain't had a smoke break in about two days, don't break. Been about three years since I dated you. Why are you still talking about me like we together? I moved on for mm-hmm. the better. You moved on to whoever. I was done for whatever and then some. You're going to make me need work again. I love that verse. Right there. Mm-hmm. She's basically is doing what we finally want her to do. She says, mm-hmm. why are you still talking about me like we together? First off, we're not together. Move on, because I moved on for the better. You moved on to whoever. I don't even know. You know what? You've I've once we're done. I've wiped my hands clean from you, so I don't even know what you're doing. And then I was down for whatever. So I was down forever. Then you decided to leave me. So now you trying to get back into my life is gonna mess me up, and I'm gonna need more work again for myself because you've messed me up so many times, Mm -hmm. like a broken clock. So good. I love this song. Yeah, and it's also just so interesting that like ultimately at this point even at the end of the album she's like it's still love and still love and it's still love nothing but love for you nothing but love like why 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 though i've not seen any thing that speaks about true love like nothing speaks Mm -hmm. true love about anything that she said so i don't know why she's still saying that they love her and she loves them because the math isn't math about what you've been speaking this whole album. And then saying that love is still in the air. Because I don't feel any love. I feel toxic, gaslighting, lust. manipulation, lust. Yes, very much, yes. very much lust. Yeah. I just, I, this whole album, I just hear two people using each other. Yeah, yeah. And even much. if it's different men, but like, and I don't know that it's different men. I'm not saying that. But even if it's different guys for different songs, it just sounds like 
he's using her for maybe sex and she's using him for emotional fulfillment even though she's not really getting it she's like psyching herself into this is like emotional fulfillment and i know a lot of girls like girlfriends that i've had or even people that i've just known through school who it's like they'll be like i love him like i love him there's nothing you could say that would make me not love him and i'm like you don't love him though you're just like I don't even know what it is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a fake sense of love or like you're just lying to yourself. It's like you're getting your emotions twisted and thinking that it's love, but it's really not because for it to be love, I kind of feel like it has to go both ways. Maybe not. I don't know, but I don't know. I find it very challenging. Like, how could you love someone who hurts you so much all the time? doesn't make any sense to me no sense at all or at least not like i mean maybe not how could you love someone who hurts you all the time but how could you love someone who it sounds like mainly hurts you like more hurt than anything else like it's not it's not even an even balance of like yeah of course the people you love will hurt you sometimes that happens that's part of life but it's like that should be the smallest fraction of the relationship that should be a minor minor part of it we all hurt each other sometimes, but then you it's what you do after that that makes up for it and that will continue that bond and stuff. But it feels like these guys are just like hurting her and moving on and not caring about anything. Exactly. I totally agree. But yeah, that's my opinion on Broken Clocks. I think Broken Clocks is one of my favorites as well from um, when I first listened to this album and it still to this day holds up. So you know it's a classic. Mm -hmm. um, and now moving on to the next song, Anything. Now, I want to get your opinion before we hop into the song. What do you think about anything? I really like this one. Um, okay, so I think this is the song where she's, like, really getting real with herself and starting to admit to herself that all of these relationships are actually really bad and maybe she should reconsider some things. So it just feels like she's really, for the first time in the album, like actually thinking about her actions. But, okay, so let's just get into it here because I don't know how to explain this like blindly. So she, she says like, maybe I should kill my inhibition. Maybe I'll be perfect in a new dimension. Like what? Maybe I should pray a little harder or work a little smarter. This time, baby, I promise I've learned my lesson. I don't think you need to pray a little harder. I don't think you need to work a little smarter. I think you're just, it's the wrong people. It's like you, you shouldn't have to work that hard for love. I yeah. don't think. No. Um, and she also says, you know, like keeping up is hard to do even harder, feeling heavy, steady, chasing you beep beep. Why are you looking around? You lonely. I feel you coming down like honey. Do you even know I'm alive? Do you even know I'm alive? Why are you wasting your time on someone that you have to ask that question? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Literally. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And the, when she's, she doesn't just say, do you know I'm alive once? That's basically the ending of the song where she just repeats it over and over. Like, do, do you even know I'm alive? Alive. But like you just said, don't be messing with anyone that doesn't care if you're alive or breathing or you have that question about them. That should be... Like, I can't even wrap I, my mind around that. Same. Like, do you know I'm alive, babes? Come on. You should be talking to me and wanting me. And I should be next to you every night, babes. Especially if we're getting into a long relationship. Like, you should know. And that should be the first thing in the morning. A text to make sure I'm good. Not, 
just going about my day, wonder if this person knows in my life. Like, if I die right now, would they care? Would they know? How would they find out? Like, no, babe, SZA. You stop, because you know like, better than this heck? one. What the heck? Yeah, what in the dang world? The people in your life, if they ever found out you were dead, they need to be falling out on their knees, like cracking their own skull because they're so beside themselves so what are you even talking about says that you deserve so much more than this like and i don't know i don't know if she's being literal here you know do you even know i'm alive i feel like she is but could it be someone something else could she be saying like like do you even know i'm out here do you even know i'm waiting do you even know that i'm like looking at you like do you even know i'm here do you see me yeah but it's like if they don't see you if you have to ask that question move on yeah you don't, that's a person that's not good for you. If you're asking that End question automatically, yeah. 100%. If you have to like chase and work for the attention of someone, then it's just not right. See, says that you're doing it again. We're proud of you at the beginning, then by the end you're back to your old ways. So I need you, I need you to stop. <laughs> Come on, girl. Come on, girl. But actually, if you look, anything's very short. It's a very simple song. It has doesn't have that many verses. And like I said, the last minute or so is just her repeating, do you even know I'm alive? She also go. says, um, down for the ride, down for the ride, you could take me anywhere. Down for the ride, you can take me anywhere. I hope you will. I hope you will. I hope you will. And again, it's just coming off desperate. Very much so. <laughs> like, it's like, come on. You could take me anywhere. Like, mm-mm. You ain't taking me to Burger King, babes. Like, what? No. You know? <laughs> like, I don't you, know. You know better than that. You're making yourself too open and available for someone else who's not interested. I agree. Simply put. Simply put. Done and done. All right. Let's move on to Wavy, because this is one that I'm not, like, super, super familiar with as well. But, like, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm super glad you said that, because Wavy is an interlude featuring James... Flanteroy, that could be very wrong, but it's an interlude, which you guys know our opinions on interludes. There are some that stand out to us, but this is one that falls into the category where it could have been left out, in my opinion. It's a song that most of the time, this is no shade, but I would skip it just because look at the material we've just gone over, guys. Like, there's a lot of material we've gone through that's so top tier. When I go to this, no shade, it's just average and we'll get into it kind of like to tell you guys why i feel that way but is that what you're feeling to or you're like you're totally opposite like is this Can one of the give you a really hot take give it to me i could do without the interludes period babes like i'm just like the interludes never do it for me they're never i would rather you take that time and energy of making this interlude and just work on another song yeah or something you know like an I interlude agree. is often so close to being another song but it's just not quite there and that's why it's an interlude and not a song and it's like come on like it's just not for me i usually skip them to be honest like almost every interlude on every album i'm just like eh. like it's just not i agree they never give me anything i agree and goes to the song like i don't really have anything to add it's cute it's like a cute instrumentals but i have really nothing to add unless you have something you really want to spill Cleo? I, the only thing I'll say, just so you guys can kind of like get a little idea. So at the beginning, I'm just going to read the beginning and the ending of Wavy because those are the best parts of it, in my opinion. 
I think I'm bad as hell. I got issues out of line. Saying tomorrow I'll get the dishes. Never come. Easy bake, easy wake oven. Just give as much as you take. Forgive as much as you hate or get the fuck out. Okay. Give as much as you take. Forgive as much as you hate or get the fuck out. That's that's good. And then at the end she says, you know, just taking it slow, babe. Somebody show me the door, babe. You know, just taking it slow, babe. Somebody show me the ropes, babe. So she might be asking like, hey, I don't know how to do it. So show me the ropes of how to have a healthy relationship. Maybe that might be it. She's like, has hints of it. She's like, obviously there's hints of stuff that she's self-aware, but she might be like pleading like, hey, show me the ropes of a good relationship. I need some good mentors, some new friends. But yeah, she says, I was wavy. I've been waiting for you, boy. And I was drowning. I went crazy, been going crazy. And I found out this the way out now i'm wavy so it's like maybe she's finally heard what i've said so many times and she says i was drowning and i found out this is the way out maybe she finally realized that you got to get through it to get out of it yeah you know and it's gonna be like drowning the thought of that like that's gonna be very painful and awful and all-consuming like this is like a very intense to say you are drowning in anything, it means something is very intense and all-consuming. And she found the way out. This is the way out. And now she's wavy. It's like not drowning anymore. Maybe wavy is like, you know, when you're actually literally in the water, you're drowning, you're panicking. But then once you get to the top and you're floating, you just feel wavy on the water. And like it's way more calm and peaceful. So she was drowning and she went crazy. But now she's wavy. Hey, I live. I hope she's riding the wave out, babes. Let's get you back to shore. But yeah, that was Wavy interlude. And now I want to talk about one of my favorite songs on the album, Normal Girl. Now, right there. I love this song. I love this song. I love the title, too, just Normal Girl. And it's basically just wanting to be normal, just wanting to have everything be okay because you know how when sometimes your life's so crazy you just want to be normal <laughs> you're just like i'm over all the hectic stuff in my life i just want a easy day week month because i've been going through so much and that's kind of how i feel about this song just she wants to be a, a normal girl well you know what else i think about it is she's talking so much about wanting to be a no- normal girl and she says you love the way i pop my top or how i lose my cool or how i look at you and she's talking, you know, she goes into it more. We'll go through the lyrics, but ultimately she says, normal girl. Oh, I wish I was a normal, normal girl. How do I be? How do I be your baby? I feel like the reason why she wants to be a normal girl, I mean, that doesn't exist. What is a normal girl? It's, it's nothing. That doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. But I feel like she's always been with guys who have been telling her all the things that are wrong with her for so long. That she's like, okay, I just want to be normal to her. Like, someone's not constantly telling me, like, okay, your fighting is crazy. Like, the way that you lose your cool is crazy. The way that you look at me is weird. Like, why are you looking at me like that? Or whatever. It's like someone's always been questioning or nitpicking or criticizing her for every little thing about her. And she's like, I just want to be normal because probably what she's seeing is she's looking at other people who are in healthy relationships where they're not getting criticized every 10 seconds of the day. And someone ain't saying something to them every 10 seconds of the day. Like, why the fuck are you acting like that? And it's like, acting like what? I'm being me right now. Well, that's because you're with the wrong person. You know, you shouldn't be with someone who's constantly nitpicking every last little thing all day long. I agree. And I think that's true because she kind of goes into this verse. She says, 
type of girl you want to take home to mama. Want to be the type of girl my daddy he'd be proud of. Be proud of. Be proud of. So right there, she's like, automatically doesn't think she's worthy enough of being taken home to a guy's parents. Like, she doesn't think that she'll ever meet someone that's going to want to take her to meet the family, take it to the next step of a relationship. She's doubting it. It's also, I want to point out that Garrett and I made a little boo-boo at the beginning of the episode because she does, in fact, mention her daddy here. And she says, I know my type of girl I know my daddy he'd be proud of. So we totally forgot about that line when we were mentioning earlier that she might not have positive male role models. Maybe this is just part of the line, but I just wanted to point that out because I forgot about this line. But I agree with everything that you just said. And it's like really interesting for me this concept of like, I just want to be the type of girl that you could bring home to your parents, like you were saying. So that's interesting to me. Like I've always been personally the type of girl that like, I usually would connect more with my friends' parents than with my friends. Cause I've always just been mature and wanted to have conversations and like grown up things. But for a lot of people, they're not like that. For a lot of people going to meet someone's parents is like the scariest thing ever. And it's just interesting that like, this proves you know what this really says to me garrett she's saying she wishes she was the type of girl that you could take to your mama and be proud of want to be the type of girl so all of these guys that she's talked about throughout this whole time like not a single one of them has taken her home not a single one of those has been a real relationship not a single one has made a real commitment like she's it feels like she's never even had that and so no wonder all this shit has been going wrong because there's never been a foundation and a good thing. And like, especially for a lot of guys, like a lot of guys are mama's boys and stuff. And it's like, if he won't introduce you to his mama, then something's off. Yeah, for sure. Especially if, especially if you say like, hey, I'd love to meet your parents. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. What the hell? Run away. Red, red flag. Yeah, major red flag. Yeah. And I've seen like not really in person, but kind of in some shows and stuff like like Love Island type shows or whatever, stuff like that. It would be like guys who are like, yeah, I don't really bring girls home to meet my parents unless I'm really serious about them kind of thing. And it's like, so why are you with girls you're not serious about? Exactly. <laughs> like, What are you doing? You just fucking around is what you're telling me. What you're telling me when you say that is that you spend a lot of time fucking around. And it feels like she's been with a lot of those guys who are just messing around, having some fun, and then they're going to find someone later on that's going to be the girl to take home to mama, you know, exactly. after they've had their fun. Exactly. And I feel like the beginning of the song is kind of reflecting on that because by the bridge, my favorite part of the song, she says, this time next year, I'll be living so good, won't remember your name, I swear. Living so good, living so good, living so good. This time next year, I'll be living so good. Won't remember no pain, I swear. Before that you figured out that I was just a normal girl. So right there. Yeah, she is the normal girl. She is a normal girl. Like, you're the problem. You're I, the one who's not normal. Yeah, what I forgot hell? I forgot who you are. Like, who are you again? Like, you've ruined my life and now I'm back to normal. And I've stepped back and seeing I'm fine. You're the problem. Now, let me live my life peacefully and without you in it. Please and thank you. And she ends it off. And I think this is just really interesting. And I don't really know even exactly what to say about it. But it's just interesting the way she ends it. She says, normal girl, what do you say now? Quit on the world because it ain't going your way now. Quit on yourself because you can't figure your way out. Normal girl, how do you be? So it's like, 
who I'm kind of curious. It almost sounds like maybe the normal girl. Like I think she might have a specific person in mind that she's comparing herself to. Oh, a hundred percent. That would not shock me at all. That makes that would make more sense yeah. to me. Like I don't know. Like earlier in the song, I'm thinking, okay, maybe when she says, and I, it could be a little bit of both. But earlier in the song, I'm thinking like maybe she's just looking around at all these other couples that she knows and being like, look at all these normal girls. But now. Like I just said, I'm really wondering if this is about a specific person and maybe even a person who ends up with someone that she was interested in or something like that. And it's like, what do you say now? You quit on the world because it ain't going your way now. Quit on yourself and you can't find your way out. How do you be? And I also don't know what that means. Like, how did she quit on the world? Like, how did she quit on herself? I'm curious. I want to know more. Same. She's leading me on. <laughs> she wants more. I love it. I think this is one of my favorite songs. Like I said, Normal Girl. I love the ending of it, especially the bridge, like we said. And once you guys listen to it, you'll be able to hear the instrumentals. And I love the instrumentals mm-hmm. to this song in particular. I was just going to say, like, all of the discussion that we've had about the lyrics is amazing. But, like, I really want you guys to go listen to it because these lyrics are very wordy and she's saying a lot of different things it seems like she's really talking a lot but i want you to listen to hear how beautiful the music is on its own too because throughout this podcast so far i have learned so much about these songs that i've never picked up on before and i've been listening to these songs for like five years so it's like it's really interesting because so far a lot of them i have just been paying attention to the music and appreciating the songs for how beautiful they are but now i'm like appreciating them in a whole new light for all of the truth that she's speaking and all of the lyrics it's just really interesting i agree i 100 percent agree so i want to move on to pretty little birds featuring isaiah rashad now this song in my opinion is like the full version of wavy it's one of the songs that I'm not fully into. I will say this is my least favorite song off the album, No Shade. It just repeats itself a lot. And like I said, it's touching a little bit on the wavy pattern, like the same vibe as that. And No Shade is, isn't my cup of tea. But what's, what are your opinions, Chloe, on this one? Yeah, you beat me right to it because I was going to say I really think this is a continuation of Wavy and the same kind of storyline. I would say it's not like the strongest lyrically compared to some of the other songs on the album. So she starts off and she says, You are but a phoenix among feathers. You are broken by the waves among the sea, but they let you die. They let you wash away, but you swim as well as you fly. So that's where some of that Wavy stuff comes in and it's interesting. Um pretty little bird you've hit the window a few times the window a few times you still ain't scared of no heights when the spiral down feels as good as the flight when hating you feels good for the night when morning comes i hope you're still mine so i think out of all of that what i really want to talk about is when the spiral down feels as good as the flight mm-hmm. i am picking up through this album that SZA probably has some like emotional learning to do maybe some emotional growth it seems a little um i want to be careful about the word that i use like either either she's kind of like a rash person or maybe like a unpredictable person or maybe she's like self-destructive or something like that but it's like she has she has just as much fun spiraling down as she does when she's having the good times 
Yeah. And it's like, I know people like that. Um, and Garrett, you might know exactly who I'm thinking of, like someone who has been very problematic in my life. And it's like, mm-hmm. they enjoy the bad times as much as the good times. It's almost like that person like enjoys going through drama because I think they're just, some people are just like thirsty people for that. Like any attention is good attention. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's not a healthy perspective either like the spiral down should never feel as good as the flight what are you talking about but no i don't know that's a very fascinating part of the song to me but that's kind of the only part that really jumps out if i'm being honest yeah and it basically just goes into like talking about (laughs) pretty little birds like um but my wings don't spread like they used to but i want to fly with you just like stuff like that very like sky stuff like that giving connections to that kind of stuff but overall it kills me because she says i want to shave my legs for you like what is up Sizzle, with your legs and your hairy legs let them be hairy girl like who cares who cares babes you're the only one who cares about your leg hair dude i'm not being mean like i love the the songs and stuff it's funny i like that she adds it in but i'm just saying like really nobody else cares about your leg hair one thing that we haven't touched on garrett that sizza has done a few times and i feel a little almost uncomfortable touching on it because she said it in one of the earlier songs that we've discussed um sizza is not afraid to say some very like sexual personal things so she says i want to take all of my hair down and let you lay in it spread all of my limbs out and let you lay in it like we know what that means. Even in Drew Barrymore, she says, and we never touched on this because I feel so weird saying it, but she says, warm enough for you outside, baby. Yeah, tell me that it's warm enough here for you. Is it warm enough for you inside me? And it's like, that could be straightforward sexually. Like, is it warm? Enough? Do you enjoy being inside me kind of thing? But, but it could also be deeper, meaning like, do you feel love? Do you feel warmth? Do you feel safe? Like, not inside me literally, but, like, with me, you know, connected to me. And so I've never really been able to figure out, is she being literal? Is she being, like, figurative? But here again, she goes ahead and just says, like, let me spread my legs and let you all over me. Yeah, that's so true. So she's not afraid. She's not afraid of that. You know, not at all. nothing wrong with it. It's she's, just a little. She's open. <laughs> she's open. She's wide open. And if you do go and watch her music videos, there's a lot of that physically, too, that you can yes. see. And but she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, she's gorgeous. She should be. I no, 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 I'm not saying anyway like that. Like she should be the most confident woman in the world. But what's interesting is it's like, she's very sexually outwardly confident, but then we're hearing these lyrics and she might not be romantically or emotionally confident. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So it's like, she's putting the wrong parts out there maybe. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying like in, a, in any kind of shaming way, I'm not shaming her for that, but I'm saying like maybe for her own benefit, for her own health, she has been in a pattern of putting the wrong parts of her out there first. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So that was Pretty Little Birds. I want to move on to the last song of the album, one of Chloe's favorites. I'm going to let you introduce this one. Okay, I love this song so much. It's called 20-something, and I have heard this song, listened to it so many times, and I'm in my 20s, so I feel like right now, well, we both are in our 20s, but I feel like right now, It's going to hit different than it ever will for the rest of my life. So the song is called 20-something, and she says, How you ain't say we was moving forward. Honestly, it hurts when you're getting older. I got to say, I miss the way you need me. Why ain't you say you was getting bored? Why ain't you say I was falling short? 
how you lead me out so far away. And this is where shit gets really good. How could it be 20 something all alone still, not a thing in my name, ain't got nothing, running from love, only no fear. That's me, Miss 20 something, ain't got nothing, running from love, wish you were here. So that's a lot. That's a lot. So we'll take a second here to go through some of it. So at the beginning, she's accusing someone like how how you ain't say you was moving forward. So how how you're not going to tell me you're moving along? How you're not telling me that you're like moving past this? Honestly, it hurts when you're getting older, which is true. I'll go ahead and tell you right now. It really does. Yeah. I got to say, I miss the way you need me. Why didn't you say you were getting bored? And why didn't you tell me I was falling short? Like, we could have worked through this if you would have just said something. But, like, it sounds like they didn't want to work through it. They let her on. They let her on. And they let her out so far away. They let her astray. And how could it be 20-something all alone still? Like, I, that's a relatable feeling. Like, everyone else is pairing up. Like, how could I still be alone? Like, why am I not at that point yet? Yeah. Not a thing in my name. You know, not all of us are successful in our 20s, so that's very relatable. Ain't got nothing. Running from love because I only know fear. Damn. Because love hasn't worked out for her so far, so she's running from it because all she knows with quote-unquote love is pain. But that's because she's loving people who I believe are not loving her back. So that's why she's feeling this pain. And that's me, Miss 20-something, Ain't got nothing running from love, but I wish you were here. It's this song's so good, Chloe. Like this is, I don't know how she did it, but this feels like the twenties. Like I like this is like, uh-huh. like she. It feels like our anthem. Exactly. Like right now, especially like us moving, packing, leaving, getting jobs. I relate to this so much. Like having fear. Like you don't want to disappoint anyone. You just want to make the right decisions. You're, like, just becoming an adult, so, like, there's so much pressure on us, but, like, no one knows how to exactly do it. So, we're stuck in them 20-somethings. Like, good luck on them 20-somethings. Good luck on them. God bless these 20-somethings. Hoping, this is the part that gives me chills every single time I listen to it. Hoping my 20-somethings won't end. Hoping to keep the rest of my friends, which that's super relatable too in your 20s, like Garrett just said, when you're starting to move away and move on and get jobs and get families and whatever else you like, I think it's very relatable to be in your 20s and have this like secret fear of like, oh my God, what if I drift away from my friends, the people who have meant the most to me up to this point? It's that fear of drifting away from that. Even if it's natural, it's like scary. Exactly. And hoping to keep the rest of my friends and this is the part that gives me chills every single fucking time praying this 20 somethings don't kill me just praying they don't kill me it's hard like it's really hard it's really deep the 20s can be extremely hard for people and look around at how many people don't make it out of their 20s you know it's not that's not a that's not a unreasonable thing for her to say especially in this modern age with like the the social media and all of this stuff, we have more pressure now in our 20s than anyone else has ever had in history. So it's weird. It took us so long to separate. I feel like it's permanent, like a riptide this time. Waves crashing fast. Back to the waves. I try. Think of the past. Please stay. How could it be? How could it be 20-something all alone still? Not a phone in my name. 
Like, that's just like, damn, like, like, ain't yeah. even got nothing. She's saying, like, I ain't got nothing, not even a phone. It's intense. This song is like, I think it's reality too. Like, I think it is one of my favorites because it can relate to so many people. We can relate to it. Someone that we don't know can relate to it. It just has so many different things that people can attach to and relate to themselves, which is why I love it. And on top of that, SZA's voice and the instrumentals of the song just complement it so well that it gives a sense of like warmth a little bit. Like when I hear this, I'm like, okay, I'm not alone and I love it. One thing I also want to talk about, she ends this song, the last song on the album, with her mother speaking again. And we know Supermodel started with her mom speaking. So I'm going to read what her mother says. And Wait, before you okay. do, Garrett, I Go just, the reason why I'm cutting you off now is for an important reason. Go for it. I just realized for the first time ever that when she starts the album with her mom and she ends it with her mom, it's one sound bite that she's yep. cut in half. Yep. And I never fucking connected that. So you read it how it is at the end of this song, and then after that, I'm going to read the whole thing from the beginning and the end of the whole soundbite gotcha. of my mom. And I think that's interesting, too, because if you think about it, maybe this album is, like, her kind of, while her mom's speaking, she thinks about, like, oh, my God, let me, like, what have this I done wrong? This is her wrong? response. This yes. is her whole response. This is her deep diving into what her mom is telling yeah. her and teaching her, and she's... She's taking it, she's thinking about it, she's internalizing it and realizing what she has done right and what she has done wrong and what's going on. So go she... ahead, take it away. Okay, so she says, and if it's an illusion, I don't wanna wake up. I'm gonna hang on to it because the alternative is an abyss, just a hole, a darkness, a nothingness. Who wants that, you know? So that's what I think about control and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And then SZA says, that's beautiful, mommy. That was perfect. And right there, guys, that gave me chills. Ah! All right, Chloe, just go ahead and read the all of it, and then we'll get into the, the meaning and stuff. All in all, she says, that is my greatest fear, that if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, I, it would be fatal. And if it's an illusion, I don't want to wake up. I'm going to hang on to it because the alternative is an abyss. It's just a hole, a darkness, a nothingness. Who wants that, you know? So that's what I think about control. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And then SZA says, that was beautiful, mommy. That was perfect. Uh, chills. chills. And it's like, chills. honestly, also, what a what an interesting perspective from her mom, too. Like, I, I would love to learn more about her mom's life Same. story to know why she thinks control or, or death, you know? And it sounds like there have been things in her life, in her mom's life, that have gone out of control that potentially could have been fatal or could have been bad. You know, her mom probably has a really intense life story. I mean, I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, we haven't really touched on this too much, but not only is her mom and SZA a woman, but they're women of color. So they have a whole extra set of hardships and difficulties yeah. that for no reason of their own, they have to face in their life. And it's wrong. It's not fair is not how it should be but it's how it is at least up till this point i mean we're hoping and praying that the world will change and that we'll we'll stop with all this bullshit but maybe the reason why her mom is so afraid of losing control is because it really could be fatal if she doesn't if she yeah. doesn't have it you know that's true and we don't know what her life story is or what she's been through but it, ha it has to have been serious and and intense and painful for her to have these thoughts i know and it's so cool that we 
she was able to give this perspective from a different generation. Because SZA, this is mm-hmm. a different generation from us. So we kind of get a little bit of knowledge and insight of how they think and how they handle different situations. And I think this is so cool and unique that she did this. And honestly, just for her, it's cool because she will have this for the rest of her life. And even on her deathbed, she can go back to this album and have voice memos from her grandmother and her mm-hmm. mother. Generations yep. of having... And not only that, not holding it selfishly, spreading it to millions of people. And hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe... All not, that wisdom. And maybe not every single person will get it, but the people that do, it could be life-changing and helpful. And I think this is what this album is. I think, overall, my opinion is she was able to dissect herself better than anyone I've ever heard. Especially for a debut album, her first yeah. piece of solid work. I've never, to this day, have ever seen a work this solid from a artist's first album and like breathtaking like i'm in love with this album now okay what do you no want? <laughs> i'm gonna just contradict you on one thing when you said never there is one other person that i know of that i would put on par with this album as I far agree. as the truth and the raw and the intensity of it and really self-dissecting and really going through some intense dark hard stuff and being open and honest about it and that's noah cyrus the hardest part. And the hardest part. And Noah and SZA are both young women. So it's also even more empowering that they're doing this as young women. That makes them even braver, even more courageous, even stronger. That they're able to do this at such a young age, it's like incredibly admirable. And I think they both did a really good job of going really deep in there and just saying even the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like not hiding it, you know? I agree. Like the same the same way that SZA is willing to be open about being a side chick and talk about that, Noah is able to open up about drug addiction and talk about that. And one thing that they both have in common too is they both are saying like, SZA is saying, praying the 20-somethings don't kill me. Noah's saying, I didn't think I was going to make it past 21, I think she says. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. And it's really sad also to see like young women in our generation, how much they're struggling like how much they're internalizing how hard it is and i think we've already talked about it but i think like the beauty standards the social media all of the eyes on them constantly that is definitely being detrimental to young women not just young women but especially young women of this day and age so those two women noah and sizza are advocating for the rest of us yeah, and I, I think agree. it's really important. And they're giving us songs that we can relate to, that we can empathize with, that we can believe in, and we can learn from. Exactly. And that's why we wanted to choose this album for you guys. I hope everyone listening takes a minute just to go pick one of these songs and kind of get the vibe of SZA because this is an artist that is very unique. I don't know anyone that kind of does her style of music. Kind of like everyone we go over, they have their own unique style. But SZA... Mm-hmm is an artist, she, like Chloe just said, her lyrics are impeccable, some of the best, and I'm so happy that we did this with you guys, Dan. I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it and learned something and ha- wants to go listen to SZA. Yes, and I have to say, Garrett, disagree with me if, if you feel differently, please. But if you have never heard SZA before, unless you plan to just listen to the whole album, which we would encourage, if you were gonna pick a song, I think, to start off with, you should pick one of these three songs. And Garrett, tell me if you disagree. But I think for your first experience with SZA, it should be Supermodel, 
Broken Clocks or 20 something. Because 100%. I think those three songs are the most SZA. They're the most, they kind of really give you a taste of what all of her music is going to sound like. And they're just literally perfect, impeccable, couldn't be better in my opinion. Yeah, I echo that. Either any of those three songs would be beautiful intro to SZA and don't lie, you're just gonna grow into loving her her whole discography because everything's so, so good. Now before like, how we could you not how could you not? But before you leave, I wanna ask Chloe, I think I know this, but what is your top three songs from this album? The babes. The... Supermodel, broken clocks and twenty something. Okay, that's what I, I wanted to double check, but I want to give my top three. My top three will be Supermodel as well, Drew Barrymore, and 20-something. So we only have one missing from each other. But honestly, guys, any of these songs, I can get down with. So just give it a listen. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy this album review. And let us know who you want us to cover next. We're super excited to keep diving into these albums and give you some reviews. Yes, and... You know, we've noticed that the demographic that we've been covering so far has mostly been white females. And so one thing we really wanted to do is also bring some attention to women of color. So we've got plans to discuss Beyonce later. We have a couple of other artists on the list. But another thing, we are eager to get into some male artists as well. So we're thinking maybe Harry Styles. We've got a couple other ideas. But please, if you guys have artists just like Garrett just said if you have artists that you want us to cover let us know 100 percent. please yes. give us any feedback that you might have we appreciate it we love it we love you for listening every single time you guys and we hope you love listening this album yes for sure guys and don't forget to follow us on instagram at efbf podcast and on tiktok as well at efbf podcast and we are available on spotify where you can rate us five stars you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> and then we're also available on Amazon Music, guys. So please give us a listen, share with all of your friends, and we will see you next time. We love you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>